0: This is the Pop Ghost Culture Podcast Collectors Comics and Collectors Show for Wednesday, June the twentieth. We are at our Wednesday home with the Pop Ghost Culture Podcast. We're out at Vintage Stock on South Glenstone, right across from the Battlefield Mall here in Springfield, Missouri. Just a block or two up from our Tuesday home exactly. <laughs> over at GameStop. We just we frequent this corner of town. <laughs> we we'll
1: have to get another place so we can have like a trifecta.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because the Alamo's a little ways away. Uh, As always, I am Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. Joining us today are... Kenny Wright with Freedom Hider Graphics. Odin Wright with Stuff and Things. Odin Wright with Stuff and Things. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff and Things. And and Dustin
2: with Vintage Stock.
3: And Sam with Vintage Stock.
0: We got Dustin and Sam here today. Will is the new Dustin at the Northside location, so wish him good luck if he happens to hear us. Uh, It is Hump Day. It's also New Comic Book Day because it's Wednesday If you need a little something to get you through the rest of the week here, uh, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, on our email, on the hotline. Let us know, and we will send some uh, positivity and some love out your way to get you through the rest of the week. Uh, Before we let these two go, because I know you're going to be unlocking the doors in just a couple minutes, a couple things to ask you real quick. First of all, new books this week. What do you see flying off the shelves of here. course venom number three right from
2: what i hear um, i hear it's a there's a first appearance so okay um that's gonna be i mean that's a pretty hot title right now anyway Donnie cates is just absolutely killing it right now absolutely yes um other than that i mean thor number two came out right um, but i'm not really too excited about that because not really too big in the artwork on that yeah i feel like mike del mundo is more of a cover art than uh than but Jason Aaron's still writing the Thor, so that gives it hope. Yep. Um, other than that, I mean, the Venom is just going to fly off the shelf today because I heard rumor is that there's first appearance. So
0: first appearance in the Venom number three this yep. week. You've got one back here for me somewhere, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's still some on. The <laughs> All right, I'll be grabbing grab one them. of those shortly. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right. Uh, real quick, also, uh, again, before we let you go, any other uh, new products, new merchandise, new pops, anything else that's here this week in the store that you're excited about, or
2: um. Nope. Not that I seen. it. I didn't get any um, toys or memorabilia in yesterday. So okay. I'm assuming that we that there's not really much going on.
0: Yeah. Kenny was looking at a couple. I know back there in the corner. was <laughs> looking at the two glow. Yeah, the glow yep. girls. Uh, and lastly, before we like so again let you out of here, any uh, events, specials, sales, anything coming up, anything going on that we should uh, uh, the Fourth of. of
2: July sale starts on Fourth of July. It goes it's a it's five day. Fourth through the eighth.
0: Five-day yes, sale, yep. and that is, what is it again, buy two, get one? On buy two, all? get one
2: free on. You can mix and match between uh, used uh, video games, music, DVDs. Um, you can even mix and match between the used accessories. And then buy one, get one on back issues. Um, and then our systems, majority of our systems are like $10, $20 off.
0: So all kinds of toys, stuff. <laughs> all toys, kinds
2: 33% percent off.
0: And that is from the 4th through the 8th, so five yep. days only. Yep. Do you know, well, I don't know. Can you tell us who the uh, back issue is character is going to be next month?
2: Next month? Do you know, Sam? Nope.
0: All right. Well, that's I don't okay. know at the top of my head. Okay, yeah, no, no that's fine. That's all right. I, because know we've got... I know it is coming up. Yep. So. Well, I, I only ask because the sale will be going on in July. There are a few days left to get your Spider-Man uh, buy one, get one on the back issues. Yep. So. And then
2: when it comes to the sale, uh, many of the back issues will be buy one, get one, so you don't have to worry about the Spider-Man. doesn't
0: or... matter who it is at that point. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I know you've got – I see people lining up already, so I will let you uh, get finish getting ready for your business day today. Perfect. And uh, hopefully they'll be packing them in today. Definitely. Appreciate it, Dustin. cool. cool. So let's take a look at a few headlines from the world of comics and all kinds of comic-related news this week. Uh, First of all, big news. DC is publishing their 100-page monthly oversized comics. Uh, They're going to be putting out four of those exclusively for Walmart. Uh, Those titles include Superman, Batman, Justice League, and Teen Titans uh the oh. idea is to maybe start appealing to an audience that doesn't necessarily come into a comic book store uh, everybody goes to walmart if you have a walmart nearby you've been yeah. to walmart even yeah. if you don't want to go to walmart <laughs> you've been to walmart yeah, you so. still have to go so the idea being to uh, yeah put something out a little different a little you know exclusive uh to maybe entice some of those walmart shoppers to pick up a comic that you know wouldn't normally pop into a, uh, to a local comic book store like vintage stock or, or another, other store. Um, not a bad idea. I know that some folks are a little chapped because, uh, it will have content exclusive to those big books. I mean, you got to fill a hundred pages. So, uh, some hardcore collectors are concerned that they're going to have to go buy those you know there, there are a lot of uh, the hundred page books are repackaging a lot of other older stories oh, okay. but then they'll have something new in there that's exclusive so people that already have those older stories or that you know like so your hardcore collectors are concerned that they're gonna have to drop the full price for a hundred page book to get you know another four pages of exclusive content new content in those books
1: so what do we have any idea what that's going to run for one of those?
0: I thought I saw they were going to be around, and don't quote me on this. I thought they were like going to be between 10 15 like 999 1499 9, 9, 9, something like that. Yeah okay,
1: so basically don't eat out one day and you yeah, almost Yeah, because your...
0: your hardcore collectors really have to you know are worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well give there, up, it's just something to complain about. <laughs> give up one day of
1: Arby's and you're going to be all right. you can afford your budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly
0: <laughs> yeah, you hardcore collectors to them, yeah, that extra. Ten or fifteen dollars once a month. You know, you do that over four books, so you're talking about forty to sixty bucks yeah. if you're really that much of a collector, and you want to consider yourself a hardcore yeah, collector. Yeah, that's not even a consideration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's,
1: there's some people coming here, man. They leave with a a ten inch stack of comic books. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So money. those yeah. people, I'm sure, will not mind dropping that extra little bit.
0: Yeah. Or there's the other thing you could just not pick one up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody is holding a gun to your head saying you have to buy that. So.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe all the little kids that are in there with their parents will pick it up. Exactly.
0: Yeah, if it, I think that uh, the industry is smart for saying we need to look forward and not worry so much about angering that vocal two percent of our <laughs> of our subscriber base or of collectors that are now, upset about it does
1: walmart normally carry comic no. books or no. no no okay. no so that's Cut why books. they're Once trying to carry get like a handful or something nope.
0: no this is why they're trying to get something in those stores you know i think it's smart i mean
1: yeah, yeah. it's really cool yeah. jumping on the old GameStop bandwagon bag wagon of uh <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be
0: selling <laughs> comics everywhere <laughs> Hey, the more comics you can get into people's hands, the better, I think. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of, uh, the American Libraries Association, uh, they had their annual meeting down in New Orleans, I believe, if I remember seeing on social media correctly, <laughs> the folks that I know that are down there. Uh, they have their, uh, their board has approved the idea of and creating a separate graphic novel roundtable uh, underneath the ALA, the American Library Association, umbrella, they approved that at their annual meeting, so they're still working on putting that together. But what that means is that um, graphic novels will actually have specific people representing them with the American Libraries Association. So they, you know, it, it, it's just part of the whole. You know, it's becoming more common to have graphic novels considered books, you know, in libraries and yeah, in schools, cool. and so uh, giving them a specific voice in the American Library Association to make sure that they have placement in libraries and that the libraries are know what's available and are purchasing for those, you know, I, again, if you can get any kind of book in a kid's hand, whether it's a comic book, graphic novel, or a big old fat novel, whatever they're going to read, yeah. whatever gets them reading, gets them interested in stories, I think is, again, yeah. it's another good thing.
1: As long as you're not putting like in the K through Fourth grade, putting the Walking Dead. No, <laughs> yeah, no, they won't be. <laughs> and it's
0: and it's too. It's it's not just kids. It's you know there are people who are learning the language. That you know some people you know you hear stories on occasion of people who don't speak English as a first language that learned how to read and speak English by reading graphic novels because they could associate the words with the pictures. Whereas if it's just a book, it's just words. It all just kind of you know oh, runs together.
1: I'm just going ahead and putting the uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there'll be
0: one. there will be one person there will be a <laughs> librarian somewhere that will do that. Yeah. And there will be a few library patrons <laughs> that'll be like hee hee he, and they'll move something around <laughs> on the shelf. Yeah. But so. uh, yeah, I think I think they'll probably my guess is because I'm assuming there are still some librarians who don't understand the value of the graphic novels that are, are just aren't immersed in that culture and that world but yeah. This will – Create some sort of a guiding council that tells them these are the books you put in the kids section, these are the yeah. ones you put in the adult section. So
1: yeah. yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, the ones that don't understand it will just put it over with the books that no one knows what. Yeah, put, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. sure what. There's the still three encyclopedias. Yeah. <laughs> There's
0: A through E and L through Q <laughs> and a Z. <laughs> I'll just stick that over here with the graphic novels. Everybody's
1: like, I don't know if you know this. There's
0: a section over here.
1: <laughs> There's graphic novels in there. And dictionaries. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and an almanac from
0: 1893 tells you when to plant the corn that popular year. Popular mechanics <laughs> that year, too. <laughs> exactly.
3: Engineering 101.
0: Yep, uh, Barnes & Noble has announced that they will, this kind of speaks to what you're saying, they will be creating a dedicated children's graphic novel section in their brick-and-mortar retail stores. Huh. So the sections will feature graphic novels aimed for children's age 7 to 12. So, again, won't see a lot of Walking Dead there. But uh, if you go to a Barnes & Noble now, they've got a graphic novel section and then they've got a children's section. This is kind of bridging the gap between the two to put uh, not your what you consider comic book type stuff, but there are a lot of uh, graphic novels that are – Published by, you know, children's book publishers, Simon Schuster, Penguin, Random House, Scholastic. Um, so this is to kind of give them their own separate section within the Barnes & Noble stores. So That's a awesome. lot of a lot of love shown to the graphic novels this week. That's pretty awesome. Between libraries and retail stores. And so I love
3: graphic novels. There
0: are quite a few yeah, of them out you've there. You've
1: always been kind of drawn more towards those than you were just regular comic books. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, graphic novels you can get a little. You can tell a whole story, (laughs) whereas a comic book it's like, all right, you get your shot. (laughs) Here's your fix for the month. Come back next month, and we'll give you the next part of the story.
3: Yeah, I've always noticed like in comic books and stuff. Like, if you're into like the like a comic book going like 30 issues and telling a whole story through that, that's awesome. But I, being that um, I got all my comics from my uncle. He didn't have the whole stuff. The entire, yeah. I got numbers one,
0: two, and And the end. (laughs) I got one,
3: two, and 32. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I haven't gotten a whole story through that. So having the graphic novel, having that whole story there is really nice.
0: Absolutely. There are a lot of good quality graphic novels. They've got their own awards now. And uh, I think the Denver Comic Con that just wrapped up earlier this month uh, had the graphic... Excellence in Graphic Literature Awards is what they called it. So, uh,
1: Yeah, when he so was little, we, again, my brother would send some, so we'd kind of look through them just to see what they make were. Sure make they're sure they're appropriate. They, yeah, stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, these are actually pretty cool. I love the artwork in them and stuff. So, Absolutely. I, that comes from me not picking up a comic book since I was in my 10, 20, or 10 12 year old, you know, so comic yep. books were a little different back then. but Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> Uh, The Ringo Award nominees have been announced. Uh, We're not going to run through them all because there are quite a few, uh, but we will cover the categories, uh, including Best Cartoonist, so that is somebody that writes and does their own art, Uh, Best Writer, Best Artist or Penciler, Best Inker, Best Letterer, Best Colorist, Best Cover Artist, Best Series, Best Single Issue or Story, Best Original Graphic Novel. There you go again. Best Anthology, Best Humor Comic, Best Comic Strip or Panel, Best Web Comic, uh, Best Non-Fiction Comic, Best Kids Comic or Graphic Novel. So those are the ones you'll be seeing at the Barnes & Noble. And Best Presentation in Design. The winners will be announced at the Baltimore Comic Con on September 29th. So you can go to ringoawards.com to find the full list of nominees. You're going to see a lot of familiar names there if you're up with your comics at all. So go check that out. And I believe if you're a professional in the industry, you can actually log in on their website and vote. Uh, Just average reader can't, but if you're a comics creator and you're listening to the show, and I have a feeling there may be one or two of those out there today, you can can go in and voice voice your vote on their website. Again, that was RingoAwards.com.
1: I'm getting where I start recognizing some of the.
0: Start seeing the same names popping up every week. Hey,
1: where do I know that name from? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, this thing,
3: that.
0: New on shelves this week uh, from Image Comics, uh, Saga number 53. The Saga continues with Saga this week. Uh, DC has got new Batgirl Detective Comics, Detective Comics number 983. They're only 17 issues away from 1,000. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that in the next couple months, by the end of the year, I'm sure. Uh, Flash, new Hell Jordan, and the Green Lantern's core. New Hellblazer with Damn. John Constantine. Yep, uh, Man of Steel, number five. That one's going to wrap up pretty soon. There's only six issues in the Man of Steel uh, series that they're working on. And Wonder Woman, hopefully that book will get better because <laughs> it's not been very good. That's uh, <laughs> bad. Well, yeah, I know. Marvel continues their renumbered books. Black Panther, number two, comes out today. Deadpool Assassin number two, uh, Hunt for Wolverine and Infinity Countdown. Those events continue. Uh, Moon Knight, there's a new Moon Knight book out, uh, yes. new Ms. Marvel. Old Man Hawkeye and Old Man Logan are both on the shelves today, fighting for Old Man position on the yeah, shelf. Yeah, I was
1: kind of <laughs> surprised about that. I was like, okay, I get Old Man Logan. Right. Cause, like Wolverine's popular, you know. Exactly. And I was like, but really, Hawkeye? Huh, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, Old Man Hawkeye. Uh, Thor number two, Venom number three, which I'll be picking up. And we can keep saying it for now, your X-Men color of the week is blue. <laughs> so if you're collecting the X-Men blue team-up book, uh, this is your week to hit the, the uh, comic book store. Other books out, uh, there's a new Charlie's Angel comic book series out. Charlie's Angels number one is out this week. Really? You betcha. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah, the art has kind of that retro, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s really? kind of feel to it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
3: That's awesome.
0: Uh, new Red Sonja out today, Adventure Time. Here's one for you, Kenny. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Old Man Jack, number 10, is out. Really? Because everybody's going the old man all, route this all week. All the old, all the old men be, are at the store this week. is an old man. <laughs> Kurt Russell and, is no spring chicken. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, Rick and Morty, Lumberjanes, and Battle Cats, number five, which we're going to talk about a little bit more Sweet, coming up in the show. What we are picking up and reading this week, uh, as you may have heard, I'll be picking up that Venom book, uh, the physical copies of that, so I can take it home. Digital, uh, we just got done reading some digital battle cats, and again, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, And I'll be keeping an eye on uh, a few other books, the Black Panther and the Thor books, kind of watching to see how those play out. That might be something worth picking up later on when they uh, put those in the trade paperback. And... Because we've been talking about it, we have a special bonus this week's show. Uh, We will be talking with, or have spoken with, and we'll be adding it to the end of the show. Uh, We did an interview with Mark London, the CEO and COO of Mad Cave Studios and the writer on Battle Cats, which is the first comic book series they put out. Uh, Won't be the only one that they'll be out this year. They've got a couple others in the works as well, but we are going to be talking with him, and you can catch that at the end of this show, so we'll want you to stick around for that. before we get to that part of the show, though, kind of your thoughts. We sat down and we read the entire... I know Battle Cats 5 is out, and the trade collection, uh, the trade paperback, will come out next month, um, but we read through all five of the Battle Cats books that are out, so kind of share your thoughts, kind of tease that interview, if you would, Ginny.
1: Oh, I I was pretty impressed, because you, you never know, really, when you're talking with somebody what you're going to get, and this right. guy... Yeah. He loves what he does. He right. loves the product he's putting out. We love the product. That he's <laughs> yes, out. we did. I mean, we can. I, you know, I hope he understands, and I hope you, when you listen to it, get that we were genuinely excited and we genuinely love this book. You know, and it's, and you'll know that I don't read comics. So right. that's really the first one I've read in
0: that you picked up cover to cover, yeah. five issues went through. Yeah,
1: exactly, and I. At the, at the final one, I was like, uh, wait, no, I need more. There's <laughs> yep. more. So for me to say that, you know, I, I think it's pretty good. And then none, maybe not everybody, it's their cup of tea, but, man, I, th- I think it is. I think it's the majority of the people's cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: It uh, plays heavily to uh, people that were into kind of your class-based role-playing games. It has a D&D feel to it. Um, but as far as the story goes, it's got a little bit, and he mentions it on there. Uh, a little bit of King Arthur. I felt more a little bit of the the Conan uh, yeah. feel vibe to it. Um, but yeah, and it, you know, it's and it's it's quick. I'm I was quick. I won't speak to everybody to want to jump to Thundercats. Oh, it's Battle Cats. It's Thundercats. They're feline type humanoid creatures. Um, a little bit maybe only in that there is a group of them, and they've kind of got their own personalities and their own color schemes and stuff like that the story itself it feels more it feels like they set you up to think oh this is a simple it's like a dnd adventure they here's your quest but and and it starts that way i think it was kind of an easy way into it but the storyline by the time you get through number five which is out today um it's a lot deeper than what you initially think when I think when you've looked yeah. at the first book at least for me it was
1: yeah definitely uh, you you definitely want to stick around and listen to it because there's and then when you actually finally do make the the decision to look at whether it's digitally or put the you know physical copy in your hand You'll be like, Oh, okay, I see what those guys were talking yeah. about. So. Yeah,
0: when we talked about the story and the world, but the art in this book is great. Oh yeah. very visual, very uh, kind of a visceral, bloody feel to it, without being gratuitous. It's just yeah. like it's very ferocious, I guess, you know, a lot of the battle scenes and the artwork yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to him and I kinda, you know, I tagged him in some social media. Yeah, and I saw he, that. He likes some of that and he even posted a little thing. And so he's a really good guy, really good company, and they're putting out some good work.
0: Yeah, you can actually catch uh, some of the preview images. Uh, I did a review and a write up for Geek Dad, uh, which, if it's not out now, will be out before the end of the day today. So you can go to geekdad.com and look for the Battle Cats review there. Um, That interview segment, uh, I've I've attached to that review as well. So if you don't catch it here at the end of this episode, that's another opportunity for you to uh, take a listen because, yeah, Mark was, uh, you could tell he was passionate about what he does and uh, I feel like we're all speaking the same language. He, a lot of his cultural touchstones and milestones were a lot of the same ones. When he's talking about, you know, having grown up in, you know, the '80s and you know his influences and stuff, uh, yeah, he, he, we are all speaking the same geek language. So uh, <laughs> yep. it was a lot of fun to talk to him. So stick around for that. That'll be coming up at the end of this episode. All right, let's take a look at a couple of headlines from the world of collecting. I'm not going to run through everything, but... Nope, everything. Nope, everything. <laughs> no, because there's a lot. A lot of uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusives have been announced. Oh, yeah. Just the Funko Pops alone <laughs> could be... Yeah. You could spend all day going through all the exclusives on that. But uh, know that they're out there. You can find them. The ones that have been announced on the Funko Pops, you can find it at Funko.com. Uh, they've announced all those on their blog there. But I did want to mention specifically uh, Mattel, the toy company, has announced their uh, exclusives for San Diego Comic Con. And there are a couple of them that jumped out that I thought uh, looked fun. And I wanted to point out the first up is the Thanos Copter, which is exactly what it sounds like it's Thanos in a bright yellow helicopter, like the old, like the bubble type, where it's like a bubble with a long tail. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually, uh, it appeared in an old school, uh, it was a children's comic book series. Um, it was Spidey and the Super Stories, or Spidey Super Stories, excuse me. Uh, number 39 is where the Thanos copter appeared, which is Thanos- in a <laughs> big yellow copter. Nice. Kind of like, we're talking like the Magnum PI yeah, school, like, you know, old school kind of looking uh, helicopter. Mm. They're he making. Big,
1: thick mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> he was talking to TC. Oh,
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay. He had his Hawaiian shirt on. No. <laughs> Not <laughs> <be awesome>. that. <laughs> it would be cool. Uh, they're going to have those exclusively at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, and I imagine those will be a hot collector's item oh, to pick yeah. those up. You can actually, they're actually uh, have a pre sale going on right now at MattelShop.com. So if you're interested in. Uh, Getting in on one of those early, uh, head over to MattelShop.com. If nothing else, just take a look because yeah. it's pretty cool.
1: I have to take a look at that because I like that kooky stuff. You yeah,
0: know? that is definitely a, uh, a moment in pop culture history where that, with the, uh, with the uh, Thanos copter, and I guess it was even—I guess they brought it into uh, the latest Lego Marvel superhero game. I guess it's like one of the things you can unlock way on down in the line. It's a awesome. secret. League, so. <laughs> that's great. So it's making a comeback since Thanos is in the—you know—in pop culture again. Also, uh, Hot Wheels, which is under Mattel, uh, they are doing a DC Superman Action Comics number one uh, Hot Wheels figure. What it is, it's a—it's a statue of Superman. Posing, and then the Hot Wheel is the green kind of sedan uh, that he's lifting up in that you know oh in, that, yeah. in that old Action Comics number one, that first issue that had the introduction of Superman. That's awesome. The Hot Wheel is the green car, and then you get the Superman statue with it. So that is another one that uh, oh. I imagine is going to be a big oh, yeah. so <laughs> a big collectible item uh, at San Diego Comic Con.
4: That's awesome, man. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. that, that looks, they look cool. <laughs> it looks really good.
1: Uh, well, goes back to what Joey says in almost everything. Nostalgia, nostalgia. is a
0: powerful drug. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and the last Toys R Us stores in the U.S. close this Friday, June yep. 29th. Uh, I have seen that some former high-ranking executives at Toys R Us are Attempting to put together a proposal to bid on and buy the Toys R Us brand, the IP, and they're in negotiations with some uh, leaseholders and stuff about possibly keeping or not keeping open. I guess it would be restarting some of the Toys R Us uh, locations with the eye towards this holiday season. Like if they can pay a little bit now and get it on the cheap when it's, you know, bankrupt, then maybe they can kind of build it back up enough to make enough money on the holiday season to kind of kind of get it started again. Um, well, yeah. In
1: big places like New York. Yeah, they're, they're
0: talking like only 100 stores, so there'll yeah. probably be a few in East each coast and probably like Chicago, a few of the bigger cities in the Midwest, yeah. but yeah. it's a few in Texas, think, I'm sure. Why so.
1: not? They
0: yeah, want to keep you, the nostalgia you, alive too. Because nostalgia is a powerful drug.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, you know, because – I that a way they can keep their exclusives that come to there and right. they can keep that old school thing alive. You know, I'm sure it was the same with everybody. Like with when Woolworths and places like mm-hmm. that closed, they were probably trying to do that and just couldn't. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So yeah, it's, you know, there's still something about, yes, I know retail has moved online a lot and even kids stuff. My kids will look, you know, they'll go to Amazon first if they want to buy something. But there's still something about for a kid walking into a building that has nothing but toys and it wouldn't be just toys they you know they would still do like the baby stuff as well you know oh, yeah but uh, because that's a big part of their business you got to make the money somewhere but uh but there's still something about just walking into a toy store that you don't get when you're sitting at a computer looking online or sitting on a phone looking or or even walking into like Walmart you know or wherever to where they've got a couple of aisles it's like here's the pink aisle here's the action figure aisle here's the puzzle aisle you know yeah. it's there's something about walking into a Toys R Us type store where it's just like wall-to-wall toys, toys, more toys, stuff you didn't even know they made, you know, because yeah. you oh, yeah. see the commercials on TV for the cool stuff, the uh, the main stuff, but then there's always the other stuff you're like, what is this, <laughs> you know?
1: Well, baby? every time I would take the kids in, I would say there'd maybe be uh, six, seven kids and probably 50 adults. Yeah. You know? exactly. <laughs> and they weren't shopping in the baby section, they were nope, in the toy yeah, section exactly. looking at stuff, so...
0: So hopefully that will, uh, hopefully that'll turn out well. Hopefully they can get, you know, some, some new money and some new uh, interest in a Toys R Us retail. Yeah. So even if it's scaled back, just having that out there um, yeah. is a good thing for everybody. Good exactly. thing for the economy. Good thing for the for the collectors and the buyers. Uh, be sure to subscribe to Pop Goes Culture podcast on your podcast player of choice, so you'll know when new episodes are available. This Saturday. We'll be back in the home studio. I am really hoping the guy comes out and puts the air in on <laughs> Friday because if not, we might be doing that one really early in the morning or really late <laughs> at night. Yeah. Probably early in the morning it'll be cooler. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are going to, we'll do our normal, you know, hit a couple headlines. We'll talk about the week in pop culture, but the bulk of that episode is us sitting down with a DVD copy of The Beastmaster and forcing ourselves to watch it and <laughs> deliver some commentary over the uh, Beastmasters. So, if that's your thing, that might and be the episode to tune into. Yeah, because because that might be the only time we do it, <laughs> depending yeah. on how that goes. <laughs> if there's a whole lot of dead space of us just sitting there going, huh, huh, yeah. huh, yeah, then uh, that may not happen uh, again. So, this may be, uh, you know, we, we talk here, we talk about, you know, first appearances and exclusives and stuff. That might be a... Uh, One of those things where you want to tune into it because it may not happen again.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. At least we can say we got it (laughs) done. Yeah,
0: at least you can say we tried it. Yeah, from there, who knows. Uh, So tell us your thoughts on anything we talked about, anything we didn't talk about but should have. What books you're reading, what you're collecting. Have you picked up Battle Cats? Tell us what you think about that. Uh, And what you think we ought to be uh, talking about, the top stories in pop culture, entertainment, collecting, comics each and every week, and if we use your suggestion, of course, we will give you a shout-out on the show. Yeah. You can tag us or tweet at us on Twitter, at PGTC Podcast. Uh, you can tag us or post to our wall at Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Podcast. Email us your suggestions, Pop goes the email at gmail.com, or you can call the hotline. That hotline number is 417-986-7842, and what did they, they plugged it into a some John sort of a rug. program. What they say it was? What's the, what does that sp- yum spell? Yum Rug 2. Yes. Yum Rug 2. That's 417-Y-U-M-R-U-G Ugh. and the number 2. Or you can just call 417-986-7842.
1: And we were one letter away yeah. from being awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we were.
0: Uh, you, you can find links to all that and more on our website, www.pgtcpodcast.com. And again, if you need a little love to get you through the rest of this week, um, let us know. Hit us up. We'll send some your way. You can hit us on social media. You can email us, use the hotline. Let us know uh, that you need a little positivity, and we'll throw some out there in the universe on your behalf.
1: Yeah, like Joey's always saying, you know, that we don't have to use your name. Right. We don't have to do that. So you can just say, look, I don't want my name. I don't want nothing. Just this is what's going I could, on. I can appreciate and
3: somebody thinking about me. Yeah. yeah. And we'll and, certainly and we do that for you.
1: We can be something, you know, just say, I want to be known as the person with the rose in my pocket or something, you know. <laughs> okay, that's and kind of squirrely. <laughs> okay, don't what, do that. <laughs> whatever. You want to, you know, if that's – so you want to know we're talking about you, you yeah, know. or we're
0: thinking about you, or, hey, so, we have somebody that's going through something, you know. Just We don't have to share your name. Just, you know, just know that, yeah, we're, we're thinking about you and that uh, we've got enough listeners and followers that uh, – anything we can do to help put a smile on your face or let you know that we're thinking about you, we will certainly do. It costs us nothing to be kind. Exactly. Exactly. And we're happy to do it all day long. Absolutely. And we encourage you as well. Again, it costs you nothing to be kind. So a smile, a wave, those types of things are absolutely free and can totally change somebody's day. So So reach out and be good to one another. So that is going to wrap up the scripted portion of our show. Do you guys have anything else before we get out of here?
1: I, don't know. I was trying to think. You know, I was telling Joey uh, yesterday that I uh, the I Kill Giants uh, <laughs> came on uh, yeah. Hulu, and I was like, I don't know where I saw that. I saw the movie poster somewhere, and I was like, Oh, hey, wait! I remember seeing that. So. I'm thinking it's a movie about, like, a little kid that kills Kills giants, giants, you know? And I'm like, okay, that is not what that movie is about. (laughs) Should have warned you about that. And if you plan on watching that, go ahead and put a little box of tissues or at least (laughs) one or two beside you because if you don't cry towards the end of that, then there's no heart in your body.
0: That's your public service announcement (laughs) for the day. Be careful when you're watching movies. Yeah,
1: because you're deceased and no longer living if you do not cry (laughs) at this movie. It's... It's, and it's good too It's and I think it's from the producers of Harry Potter I think it's saying I think so maybe yeah so, so
0: but it's based on a book a uh, young adult novel uh, that ends just as sadly as, as yeah. the movie does so. won't say anything about
1: it but it, just letting you know because I didn't get the forewarning so a <laughs> really good movie really good movie Absolutely. I enjoyed it a lot
0: I'm uh I think i'm 10 episodes through luke cage now we just got the first appearance of danny that was the episode i saw i don't know if he comes back in other episodes or not but that's where i'm at so the comic book related kind of sort of uh yeah, I can't and wait till, i'm digging this season
1: yeah i can't wait till more people get through it so we can talk about it because yeah. there's some great stuff this in there. whole
0: season has been i would i would go on out and say it's probably been the best single season of any of the marvel netflix shows and i do like The first season of Daredevil, I I had that as my top, but I think this season may be better than that.
1: Yeah, I I like it's it's
0: good all around this season.
1: Well, I had said you know a long time ago that Daredevil one is probably my favorite. Sets the bar high, yeah. And then from there, it was Luke Cage was number two. Yeah, and I I love that the first season, and I would say that you know if I don't love it more. I, I love it 100% the same but right. I, I may even love it just the musical appearances in it and kind of some of the things I didn't expect some of the things I did and wanted to see and there's there's a lot of good stuff in there so yeah it's
0: been every episode has been just it's like yes that was a good episode and each one you're just like yes you know it's not that any one is better than the others just everyone was like that was that was good that was yep. a solid outing every episode has been a good hour or whatever it is 55 minutes of Of streaming television, so if you haven't started it, man, you need to check it out, start it up.
1: The one thing I kind of like is like in some of these, when you have the slower, we're just talking, we're just hanging out over coffee or whatever, you kind of tune it out or maybe you reach for your phone or whatever, you know, stuff like that. You can't on this one because... There's stuff you need to know in these conversations. Oh, absolutely. And, it, you know, whether it's Danny and him talking or it's who, Bushmaster talking to somebody, whatever, you need to hear what they're saying. This has
0: been a uh, great episode or a great season to uh, illustrate why I'm glad that uh, we use closed captioning <laughs> in our house exclusively yeah. because there have been times where I'm like, when, the, when there's some thick Jamaican <laughs> accent and it's like, I'm glad I have the closed captioning on because I don't turn the volume up very loud too. So it's like when you keep it kind of at a low hum and then there you know the very thick accents it's like, what what? It's a closed captioning saved me a few times to be like, okay, And there have been times where it's like, okay, what they're putting on closed captioning is what was in the script. <laughs> that's yeah. not what the guy just said. Yeah. so so uh, that, that's it, been helpful. <laughs>
1: there is one scene in there where he's asking uh, what did he say? And the, the character that he asked was like, I don't know. You know the Jamaicans, you do know if they're talking or they're singing. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. It's been a good season. Uh, I'm looking forward to finishing it. Hopefully I'll get it finished before Saturday. I should be able to. Uh, so maybe we can talk about it a little bit on Saturday yeah. as well. Because, I'll be yeah, starting
1: some glow here on in Friday? a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Friday, glow, glow season it.
0: two. Yeah, I saw you had the, uh, the glow Funko Pops in your hand back there. They were
1: in my hands. I don't know if I'll get them or not. I do want to get them at some point because I do yeah. – because I actually remember being a little watching kid glow, and yep. watching the actual glow on television and stuff, and so that brings a little nostalgia back to me sitting Powerful with my dude. grandpa watching it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs> now, uh, on the also on the collecting side of things, yeah. Every week I, well, we come in here and I've I've looked at these bricks of uh, the cards. cards over here, everything from Magic to Yu Gi Oh to Pokemon. And each week I come and I look at them. And now, like today, I've been picking some up, looking at them, contemplating whether or not I should get them. I don't know. It's really tempting.
0: Yeah, they've got so much stuff in this store that uh, everywhere you look, it's like, oh, even if you're just looking at the movies, like oh, we're right here across the movies, like, there's yeah. Space Jam. What? The? That's been so forever a since I Yeah, you know, it's of just movies. There's so much stuff in here. And again, to reiterate uh, what Dustin was talking about, their 4th of July sale starts on the 4th of July, and goes till the 8th. It's five days only, Um, but it is buy two, get one free on all pre-owned books, music, video games, movies, and they've got other deals as well, Uh, deals on the accessories, uh, deals on the consoles, video game consoles. Uh, Just a few days left if you're a Spider-Man fan to come in and get, uh, buy one, get one on the back issue of the month uh, character, which is Spider-Man. They'll have a new character, new back issue of the month, characters in July, but during that five-day sale, they're going to have a lot of stuff, a lot of back issues, uh, buy one, get one. So it doesn't even matter if it's Spider-Man or not. You can come in and pick out uh, some comics maybe that you're missing from your collection, or if your uncle gave you issues number one, three, and five, but kept the even numbers for himself or didn't buy them or made it to the trash, uh, come in and complete some of those collections as well. Uh, It's a good time to do it. Uh, Come on out over the 4th of July uh, and the days that follow that. Um, and and fill out your collection here at Vintage Stock, whether it's comics or you're missing a couple of action figures from your collection, or you're looking to pick up a new console or a used console, or you know whatever the case might be, uh, this is the place to be, and that is the time to do it when they got everything on sale, uh, coming up on the Fourth of July.
1: Well, that's what I, being little and uh, being in Ozark, you know, we moved down from Chicago, and uh, you know from just our suburb of you know 200 four hundred thousand people right to a town that was I, I believe it said 900
0: when you came in when we
1: came in yeah maybe not even that i don't remember but it was low is yep. even as a little kid i was like that's it yeah i was like there's, there's that many people on my block up there you know and yeah uh i was like okay and uh i remember the only place that I remember in Ozark you could get comic books was the uh, family pharmacy, right? And they On had the rack. that was back when they actually had the soda, and Hell I'm yeah. not. And again, I'm not 70 years old. <laughs> they still had this in small towns, but uh, that they, they had one rack, mm-hmm. probably a spinner rack, six with, yep. sections and four yep. sides to it, and that was what you got. So. I ran into having issue number one, issue number four, issue number <laughs> <Yep>. seven. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> because they just didn't. They got get, what they got. Yeah. And when they sold out, they sold out. Yeah. Yep. So they could have been two, and those two kids before me got them. So, yep, exactly. But in this day and age, you know, do yourself a favor and come to places like this that if they don't have it, they can order it for you. Absolutely. So, yep. You know, that's a big advantage over trying to hunt everywhere. Man, just ask them, and they'll yep. be like, "Yeah,
0: they'll be more than happy." And again, buy local, shop local. It keeps the money in your area. Keeps you know the. Not only are you helping a local business, but you know you're helping your tax base. If you're complaining about the potholes in your street. Yep. Shop local, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, because these brick and mortar stores they talked about it on the news the other day. These brick and mortar stores are what is creating the taxes to do stuff like that, exactly. and If They don't, they've got to go to taxing the internet, and that means you're going to start running into pricier stuff on the internet. So, yep. do
0: keep these businesses open, they're here for you, they're happy to do it for you, and absolutely, they put they create jobs in your area in your hometown. So, shop local. Come in, and ask the folks if you're if, they're, if you're missing something and you can't find it here. They'll show you where it is, or they'll tell you how they can get a hold of it for you. So please do that. But that's going to be it. Stick around again. Uh, we have the interview with Mark London from Mad Cave Studios. I keep checking myself so I don't say Mad Cow Studios from Mad Cave Studios. <laughs> Mad cave. Just because it rolls off the tongue. And uh, yeah. and he is the uh, writer on the Battle Cats as well. Again, number five, book number five, Battle Cats five is out today. On uh, shelves at your local comic store, or you can find it digitally as well. And we have uh, talk about that where you can find those in that interview segment coming up. So stick around for that. I'm gonna I love been, it. I think so. Yeah. I have been uh, Joey Mills with Geekdad.com.
1: I am forever Kenny Wright with Freedom Under Graphics. Forever Kenny, <laughs> that I should be your brand. I'm your forever girl, bitch. I'm your forever <laughs> boy, girl. I don't know. He's in am, transition,
3: and I am sometimes Odin with stuffing stuffin
0: things. things. He's stuffing things forever. <laughs> Kinney and stuffing things. We created new, two new businesses <laughs> for, just okay. from this show. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good week. We will catch you guys on Saturday when we're watching the Beastmaster. Stick around. We have that interview coming up for you right now. All right, this is Joey Mills with GeekDad.com and Pop Goes the Culture podcast. I'm joined today in the studio by my podcast co-host, one of them, Kenny Wright. It's me, Kenny, hi. (laughs) And we are joined on the line by Mark London, the CEO and COO of Mad Cave Studios and also the writer of Mad Cave's first comic book series to to be published, uh, Battle Cats. So thanks for joining us today, Mark. How are you?
4: Good, Joey. Thank you for having me. Hey Kenny, what's up? <laughs> hey, how are you?
1: Yeah. hey, you know, I'm just here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he just said <is> that, <laughs>
0: Kenny.
4: Kenny, will jump in with the
0: good questions. I've got the scripted ones, and he's got the ones that uh, that they're actually more thoughtful. So, uh, so Mark, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Uh, kind of, you know, how you got into the business. What has influenced you growing up? What influences you today? As far as anything in entertainment, it can be comics related. It can be the stories, the characters that uh, that kind of have brought you to where you are.
4: Mm-hmm, sure. Well, I grew up in the eighties, so um let's just say that that was a beautiful time when you got exposed <laughs> to uh great movies, um great animation, great uh novels. Uh I mean cartoons were very, very popular coming out with the with um uh, He Man and the Masters of the Universe or even Transformers, GI Joe, all that good stuff. So, let's just say that I just got obsessed with all those things um growing up and 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 I just always fantasize of hey i wanna I wanna write my own stories I wanna play with characters, I wanna do this and that um so then of course, that was like a hobby of mine um it's been a hobby of mine forever uh, then obviously you need to start thinking as a like a grown up and then be like, okay, I need to get serious, I need to actually try to get a a degree on more serious stuff but this that bug about creating like characters or, or or coming out with your own stories, I mean that that never went away. So like a couple of years back, um, I got this itch and it was, it was actually my wife who pushed me to, hey well, if you really love this stuff, I mean you're you should just be doing it. I mean let's let's um let's see what we need to do. So we got a a group of people that were actually very excited of of uh, what I was proposing, hey, listen, these are the ideas, the stories that we get planned. So we then got a couple of artists, got a p- couple of designers that were also very in love and in sync with uh, the whole pop culture, uh, comic book related uh, movie, um, blockbuster uh, movies that uh, that we love and enjoy every time. And they were like, okay, let's do it. So we started a lot by trial and error with our love for pop culture and comic books and we we got to our first comic book which was actually battle cats and we've been working um on this ever since (laughs) so that's basically like okay four years in a nutshell
0: yeah exactly four minutes in uh, a minute and a half (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever do that and feel like man i really (laughs) i I should talk that up some more
4: (laughs) yeah i'd be like oh okay
0: (laughs) so tell us about battle cats uh you mentioned uh the pop culture influences from the 80s. Uh, how, did, how did the idea, what was the idea that kicked this off? How did the project come together with yourself and the artists that you have involved on Battle Cats?
4: Uh, well, I've always been obsessed uh, with, um, with King Arthur and Knights of the Round Table. Right. So let's just say that that's been um, something that I really, really, really enjoyed. So um, I was looking for an artist. I got kind of like the script. Um, some of the people that were on the team—they're actually big, big uh, role-playing um, game fans. Dungeons and Dragons, and/or there's uh, role-playing games like The Witcher, and and all those good stuff games. Um, so my first idea for Battle Cats was um, was kind of like a space opera kind of thing. But when we got the artist, and 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 I saw what what he could accomplish and he can do, he was like, okay, I'm very very. Um, in love with He-Man, and so I was like, oh, so am I. So we started chatting it up. We started talking, and I told them, well, why didn't you make some of the designs? Why didn't you come up with some of the designs uh, for the Battle Cats, but let's just try to ground them in a medieval fantasy setting, and let's see uh, how you can infuse that love for He-Man and Masters of the Universe um, into what we're doing. So a couple of sketches, a couple of concept art uh, here, here and there, there I, I guess that that's where our cats um, bred life for the first time. And um, so then I started tweaking a little bit here and there also for my love of, okay, Lord of the Rings and a little bit more about, okay, King Arthur and then Conan the Barbarian also was uh, something that I really, really liked growing up. So did the artist. So I believe that we put all those concepts in a blender, and there you go. In a very yeah. twisted way, you have Battle Cat.
0: No, absolutely. All yes. the things that you mentioned at one point or another, as I'm reading through it, I'm like, okay, I see this, I see that. I-
1: yeah, there was very much a King Conan moment <laughs> on <laughs> that <laughs> throne, you know? Yes, when I yes. saw that, it put a... I just instantly got a big smile. I was like, I recognized what was going on there. The influence, I I liked it.
0: Yeah, we're from, we grew up in the 80s as well, 70s and 80s. -hmm. So yeah, everything that you're saying and everything that, this whole book, this book was a joy to get and to read and to look through just because it's like all those influences that you just mentioned, every one of of them connected with me. It was was great. I loved it. Uh, Yeah, a
1: lot of the imagery, a lot of the, Slashing seeing some of them in the battles, kind of reminded me of uh, even like a Wolverine-type yeah, uh, comics mm-hmm. that I the used action to read is, and, Yeah,
0: the action is very visceral, very yeah. much, yeah, it was, it yeah, was, it was a blast. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we both had big smiles on our faces reading through it. Yeah, but uh, I read
1: it twice. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, you said some of the concept sketches kind of helped ground the story a little bit. What were some of the first... Was it setting? Was it character? What were some of the first sketches that kind of made you change course a little bit away from a more you know space opera to more of a, a medieval fantasy?
4: Well, one thing was playing to his strengths, um, which with what he felt comfortable. So it was like, OK, but uh, at the core, the essence of the story is always going to be this. Um, so it was like okay i can steer away easily just from being a space opera and then grounded to a more uh medieval fantasy setting which again by definition um or by the things that i loved growing up and and you guys identify with this is so much okay uh i don't know you guys are familiar also with uh messenger z and and gundam and all that yeah uh, a lot crazy of the, good stuff the japanese Fundaria. stuff, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was either that or you can bring it back and really back to, okay, um, kind of the things that we've talked about and i and just mentioned. So it was like, okay. And then when I saw his concept and he was like, I was like, no, 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 this is definitely the, the course that we have to take. But the problem, the challenge was not starting getting like, okay, the feel of the design of the cats but it was also um, if you wanted it more human, if you wanted a little bit more feral, if you wanted a little bit more like, okay, animalistic characters. Um, So one of the first concepts that that I got back was like, they look completely human. Uh So you would go the the completely Thundercats route, which I know are female. Uh, They tend to look a little bit more human-like, but that has an explanation on its own. but then it was anyway, like, no, no, no. Let's try to make it a little bit more more cat-like. But yes, they're going to be walking on two legs. Uh, so the balance there um, was the tricky part. Not so much in trying to get you the the concept that you guys already seen uh, in the book. So that was that. Very
3: good.
1: Yeah, that's what I kind of liked about it because I was uh, when I saw the battle cats and he was kind of talking about. It, I was like, okay, here we go with. Uh, I had a preconceived idea of what they were going to look like. Then he showed me the art. And then, of course, when I started going through there, I liked that you went that route to keep them a little less human and a little more animalistic. Mm-hmm. It kind of added to, especially with all the going back to the battles and stuff like that, it kind of mm-hmm. it gave those battles a little bit more for me to thinking, okay, these are animals. They fight like more am- ferocity, you know? yeah, yeah, More ferocity. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that, was, that was a nice touch. I like that.
4: Excellent, Kenny. Yes, that's exactly what we wanted to go for, and um, sure, the female characters wanted to um, be a little bit more female-like to identify more with. Okay, try to get the, the right balance there, um, but yeah, I think that I think that it works. Uh, what do you guys think so far? You told me that you liked it, so absolutely, I'm very yeah, happy. yeah. <laughs>
0: very much so. I like the whole world building that you've done, and I like the fact that it, you know, it's the first. Volume in what I'm assuming is going to be an ongoing uh, series, but it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't feel like an origin story. It feels like when these guys are very conversationally talking about things that have happened that we've not seen. They're not on the page. It feels mm-hmm. no- it feels normal. It feels natural. It feels it doesn't feel forced at all. Um, there's and I like when I think it was the third issue where we kind of pull back and get more of that lore and more of the mythology behind the setting, the world, the uh, that piece of it, which brings us up uh, to issue number five, which is coming out this Wednesday, uh, the twenty seventh. Right. One mm-hmm. question. One question I wanted to ask you about is in that third issue, um, we have uh, kind of the. I, I almost want to call it, and I don't take this the wrong way or put the negative connotations on it, but it almost feels like some of the lore and the mythology we're given feels a little bit like state propaganda, maybe. And I say that, mm-hmm. on, and I say that only because you know we've got we're on the third king now and when we get to the fifth issue you know the the king that we were told about in the third you know the third king's reign is more benevolent more returning to a golden age whereas the king that we see in the fifth issue it's clear that a lot has happened since then he's he's still nursing mm-hmm. wounds from something that we're not aware of yet in the story and he is not that benevolent golden age ruler he's definitely much more almost paranoid more ruthless so it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting that I'm looking to see more of that, what happened between, you know, it's easy to say between issue three and issue five, but between when issue three took place, which was years prior, and where we mm-hmm. are now in the current timeline on the story. Talk us through that decision a little bit and how you kind of built that, built this world to feel lived in, and yet everything we're getting is all fresh and new and, and hit with new ideas and new concepts.
4: Well, part of, I mean, Instead of trying to go um, the very exposition right route of things, and be like, okay, um, okay, let me backtrack for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, to be honest, I mean that that um, fourth issue that you guys are referring to, which mm-hmm. is number four, which uh-huh. is the the when we go back in time and we actually uh, explore the world and everything. On the first draft, um, I had that as a first issue. I had that as as trying to like, okay, this is a very complex um, species that we're creating here with its own set of rules, values, culture, deities, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe it's good if people are just gonna be able to experience it um, firsthand just from the get-go. But then it was just a little bit too overwhelming. So uh, with a team, we decided to, okay, no, let's try to dump the cats in the middle of the quest, be very very action-packed and then we're just going to try to ease them in into the the whole lore of um of what we're trying to do here so that issue is so you guys have like okay uh, i like to introduce a lot of breadcrumbs in all you know the the works that i do so that issue right there plus what you guys have seen so far from the quest it's full of breadcrumbs Yep. That really what you're saying, okay, but what happened between uh, issue three and issue four, okay, he's he's uh, um, he's injured, but why? Okay, they took her to the skeleton maze. Who took her to the skeleton maze? Uh, what happened? A lot of those things are going to come back full circle, and you guys are going to understand it much, much better um, when we just start our next arc next year. Uh, but let's just say that that issue there is – Let's just say exposition in a way, um, but it's for you guys to actually be able to pick a, a side later down the road.
0: Yeah, no, I thought it was a great editorial decision to throw that in later and start the action mm-hmm. right up front. That was that was a great decision by you and the team because yeah,
1: it really got me hooked immediately. I, I think if it was if that would have been the first issue, I don't know if I would have gotten been as into it because uh, I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not big into like when I was younger, I read a ton of comic books and I got away from it and I'm kind of being reintroduced with doing this podcast. I mean, I still basically have the idea of, you know, what's out there and blah, blah, right. stuff, but I'm learning more, but mm-hmm. I haven't read a comic book in years. And so your, your comic book is actually the first one that I've read <laughs> and, and, and read all the way through and was read like, all the way through and, and without joke in probably 15 years or so. So, <laughs> wow. and, and it, having it start the way it did it was like oh i'm very much about this i like what's going on here so <laughs> it made me keep reading and then by the time we got to that story that part of the story i was like okay yeah i kind of did want to know a little bit about what's going on so <laughs> it was like i didn't know i wanted
0: okay. that but you gave it to me and i like it so then on the flip side i constantly reading. I mean, I've got, I don't know how many on my pull list now. So for it to work that well for both of us, somebody that has read, but then has kind of fallen out and somebody that reads constantly to, to still Mm -hmm. feel, pick it up and feel like, okay, this is something that's new. This is something that's fresh. This is a different take. What you're doing Mm -hmm. with the story, it kind of speaks to that whole universality of myth. You know, it's the same kind of mythological structure, but it's a fresh take on it. That's something you're not going to see, you know, right away from mm-hmm. most of the other so uh, yeah it's it's worked on multiple levels I think for both of us it hit, it hit the uh, nostalgia button pushed that big yeah. button really hard and then the fact that yeah mm-hmm. you guys jumped right in with the action and there's so much world building going on and the breadcrumbs absolutely there were every issue I'm like oh I want to I want to know a little bit more about that I want to know a little bit more about that And so, oh
1: I know I got to the last <laughs> panel or page whatever you want to call yeah. it and I was like no wait a minute yeah. hey I need more what happened here exactly <laughs>
4: Well, you guys are making me very, very happy with what I'm hearing. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, oh, I'm super excited. Oh, I'm super excited. And I really awesome. want you guys to read what's coming next for the Battle Cats.
0: Yeah, yeah we do too, which is, yeah. <laughs> which leads to my next question. So um, I know the trade paperback is going to collect the first five issues. That's coming out in a month or so. But then you, I know you've got a lot of other uh, titles that you're working to, to get published and get put out there. So Battle Cats is kind of going on the back burner for just a little bit. Is that correct? It's going to be sometime next year before we see a new issue?
4: Correct. We're, we're trying to aim at a, for a March 2019 release. Um, right now, the artists are hard at work. We're already two issues in of the new trade paperback, which, uh, which is great. But we like to try to work uh, ahead of time. Sometimes a lot of things happen, and we don't want to start missing deadlines. So unfortunately, we do have to take like a break uh, between arcs. Right. But that's why we're putting like, okay, Battle Cats in the back burner it doesn't mean that we're just gonna like okay kill it or is it gonna be in standby? No, we're we're continuously uh, gonna be promoting the series, uh, giving guys uh, a couple of more information here and there. We're we're working on a couple of one shots um, that complement the story very very well. A lot of the things that you've heard, like oh I heard that in this issue they talked about that character, hmm, I wonder what's up with him, and we're gonna see a little bit more about that character. Kings of the past, Battle Cats of the past. So we're definitely going to do little things for for you guys. Uh, so we keep the, let's just say, the, the, the series relevant till we actually start um, our volume two next year. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to continue launching other IPs that the, that the company is working on. Right. Currently working and also, um, well, I don't know, uh, building, whatever you want to call it.
0: <laughs> right. Let me ask you uh, a question here. What has been your favorite thing about this process? Like you talked about, you know, you kind of had to make the grown-up decision to make it a business, and I know that comes with headaches and stuff too, but whether it's something you've written or a piece of art that just kind of blew you away, it was better than what you had in your head, what's been your favorite thing along this journey so far?
4: Well, I guess the fact that, um, that I get to work with terrific people, I mean on a daily basis that's that's really something that I would not change with the world I mean getting to know everybody on the team um, I think that that's probably the best part uh, because everybody enjoys it so much and uh I even have people on the team sometimes that they they do have like their, their own struggles at home like uh that they don't believe in what they're doing or that they they're being criticized left and right um because supposedly this, this is not um, this is not serious, but um, it is since we do take a lot of pride and a lot of effort when we try to come up with these books and and on the editing side of things. So I would say that that I'm very proud of the overall process of of how everything uh, just I don't know develops. Um, from the first meetings when we just sit down and we start talking about concept and characters and story to when they see a first page to when then when we get a a couple of sketches uh uh here and there, and then uh, the colors does its magic and it just uh, fills the panel with with a, giving us a whole um setting piece on 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 a new region uh for a story and then uh you start putting all that together. Uh, with the thumbnails and you start putting your book together, even if it's a mock-up and then you start seeing a little bit of color here and there. And then you start, I don't know, fantasizing, Oh my God, this is looking so, so great. And it's even <laughs> better than I imagined, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. It's, it's, I'm really, really happy. And I, I know that it might sound like a cliche, this answer, but I'm really, really blessed to be doing what I'm doing. Um, whatever it is that, that if you might consider like, okay, um, you guys are doing comic book, but it's, It's just so fulfilling that you're able to just accomplish, um, well, first of all, a dream, and second, with a group of people that are actually, um, I don't know, they're like a family now, But, uh, but it's great.
0: That is great. So let me ask you this question. I know you've done some publicity for Battle Cats. You're going to be doing a lot more because you've got more titles in the works as well. What is the question that nobody is asking that you wish somebody would ask you about either the books or about the company? What's the question that nobody's asked yet that later on at night when you're thinking about what you've done through the day? I mean, I wish somebody would ask me this so I could say that.
4: Wow, that's a terrific question that I have no idea how to answer.
0: <laughs> that's Okay. Um uh, we won't put you on the spot. It's just
1: yeah, you can think about it as we're talking some more. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
4: So okay, lo- I'll I'll come back to it. <laughs> that's fine then.
0: Uh so let's talk a little bit about what you guys have kind of uh in July, I believe, is when Midnight Releases is that correct? Midnight Task Force. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that
4: book. Okay, Midnight Task Force is about um a detective. Uh it's set in 2055 we're gonna kind of show you guys a dystopian future, a very messed up dystopian future. I mean, this book differs from uh, Battle Cats, uh, from the tone. I mean, Battle Cats is more of a teen plus book. Right. Midnight Task Force is more of a mature book um, where we do, let's just say, go all in in terms of, okay, the, we try to explore the, the, the mature route in a, in a dystopian future, uh, let them right just going kind to of leave
1: it at that. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at some of the covers of the yeah, books we, now, and I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the covers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talk a little bit. I know this is kind of further out there, but it, it's further for us, but for you it's probably something you're living day-to-day with already. Uh, you've got Knights of the Golden Sun coming out towards the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Tell us a little bit about that one, because this is one that uh, I think looks pretty cool to me. <laughs> to me, this is the one that appeals to me as much as, as maybe Battle Cats did. But tell us a little bit about that.
4: Cool, Joey. Um, it's a historical fiction piece, uh, mythology with a biblical take. Right. <laughs> uh, story on the angels. I know that you, when you guys hear, and, and a lot of people, they hear like, okay, it's another angel story. Okay, sure, we have the, the, good, the good guys and the bad guys. Okay, so this is going to be like, I don't know, angels versus the devil or Satan or whatever, which it is. Um, but in this book, we're going to see a little bit of um, a little bit of history. Uh, we're going to see uh, Alexander the Great. Uh, we're going to see what was up with um, uh, Israel at that time. We're going to see a lot of the conflicts um, that made when Alexander the Great actually died. So this is this is between the 400 years. It's, it's called the 400 years of silence, and this is uh, basically a gap that exists. Uh, between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So what happened in those 400 years? And, and for, for this series, okay, uh, God has left the throne. God is MIA, so what's up? So, so then the archangels, which you got your Michael, you have your Gabrielle, you have your Uriel, you have your Raphael, okay, everything's astray. Uh, Lucifer is wandering around, uh, there's other fallen angels. Uh, that they want to take the throne, that they want to actually create a lot of chaos, and we have a couple of kerbals, uh here and there. Very good. So that, well, like it, so that it's going to be a very fun story.
0: Yeah, that looks exciting to me. I'm looking forward to that one as well. So do you have to take a little more
1: care with, say, that because it does it's deal historical with and historical and religious, and religious. Do you take mm-hmm. a little more care just to make sure you don't get a bunch of <laughs> hate emails or anything like that?
0: Or do you expect that, hey, it's a comic book, <laughs> you know, we're taking liberties with history to tell an entertaining story? Yeah, it's a good question.
4: No, that's a great question, Kenny. I mean, uh, when you go the historical fiction route, of course, there's a you have to do your homework and do a lot of research and and. And try to be respectful of the of the material that you're that you're throwing in. But at its core, is basically that. I mean, it's it's you're exploring a story, which is fiction, which is basically um, it's a story. Um, we do feel that, for example, in Mad Cave, we do are let's just say responsible for for the for the themes. I mean, that we pick or where we try to like put on the page. I mean, we, we just we just want everybody to be entertained with all of our comics with everything that we're putting out there uh we're not trying to offend anybody but yeah but sure you, you know that a lot of people uh, they will get offended even if you're not even trying i mean so that's yeah, yeah. that's that, that that's part of the game but what we want is people to have a lot of fun with their books
1: yeah it sounds really interesting when you were describing it i was like oh that, that actually sounds like something <laughs> yeah. i might want to read too so. yeah absolutely <laughs> you guys
4: yeah you're Looks
0: like you're looking as far as I mean I know with only one book's been out so far or one title's been released so far but uh, three for three as far as got us interested <laughs> in seeing what you guys have coming out uh, the rest of this year and into next year uh, for our listeners. And for the readers at Geek Dad, be sure to pick up Battle Cats number five at your local comic book shop this Wednesday. That's June the 27th. If they don't have one on the shelf, ask them and they'll order you one. I'm sure they'll do that for you. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm pretty sure they want your business, <laughs> so yeah, they'll order buy. it for you. Uh, and if you don't, if you're like me and you've got to start thinning down and you're not sure where you're going to put another comic, these comics are available digitally uh, through Comixology uh, and DriveThru Comics. So whether whatever your format of choice is, they are available to you, so I, and I encourage you to definitely pick up Battle Cats because if you're if you're of a certain age, I, I don't want to say we're old, but we're mature. <laughs> uh, it will definitely uh, hit you in all the right spots with the you know pushing the nostalgia buttons. And like I said, the art by itself is fantastic. If if there were no words yeah. on the page, you could still tell the story with the art, and it is gloriously oh yeah beautiful with and, the
1: battle scenes and stuff. <laughs> uh, there's very little dialogue going on, yeah. but it's just like I couldn't wait to get to the next. Panel. Fa- I, I think like... my favorite.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite piece in the books was uh, when and I and I'm terrible with names, and I'm going to refer to everybody by their class <laughs> because as they all feel mm-hmm. very D and D to me. But uh, mm-hmm. when the ranger <laughs> when she when she throws the uh, the fire bombs or whatever in the. The guy's holding it in his hand is like, huh? And Then there's the fire she's turning and walking away is just—it's like that was a that was a cinematic panel right there. It's like I see you could see that on any CW superhero show. You could see that at the movie theaters. That is a beautiful panel. The way it's just the smile on her face as she's turning and walking mm-hmm. away. But uh,
4: yes, her yeah. name is Kalira. She's from uh, Green Spire. Yes, uh, she's she would um, call her. She's the your archer, kind of your your Legolas in in. See, we're taking a page from *Lord of the Rings* kind of thing, but yeah, I mean, I love her. She's she's a great character. She's she's so fun to write.
0: Every one of the characters I like yeah. I like your bard because he's a smart ass and every yeah. <laughs> everyone i mean every character hits the right notes, I mean you could totally tell, yeah, I love
1: the looks of him, and I love you know, I really like the king with this lion and the way you've got him he's he's powerful looking in every oh, like yeah. you're like there's no doubt this guy is this a is king. the king you know, yeah. I just i I love that about the different uh, characters they're, they're very much what they're supposed to be and it's, I, I like it
0: absolutely I mean we can go we can sit here all day and go over every <laughs> panel about what we like about each one but I know you've got a studio to run <laughs> eight books <laughs> to put out so we are going to let you go thank you so much for your time today and I hope I sincerely say this I hope we get a chance to talk to you again later on this year as these other uh, titles come out as well
4: absolutely absolutely Joey, Kenny thank you so much for having me and I look forward to our next Conversation, whatever that is. Absolutely. you okay?
0: so much. Yes. Thank you, Mark.
4: Okay, take care, guys. Have a great Have day. A great day.